Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Did you ever have to spend the night with somebody that was snoring so badly that you just wanted to kill them? You know those real deep snores that comes up? I'm not even talking about coming up from their throat or their mouth. I'm talking about coming up from their soul. Just ripping their throat like a subway running underground with fire burning behind it. It's like... (coughs) That kind of snoring. Well, I spent a night before with a fella. And uh, he was a terrible snorer. And he put me in such bad form for two nights in a row that I never slept the same since. I've been haunted by his snoring. Woken up every 20 minutes by this chainsaw man behind me and he was for two nights in a row he was snoring so badly I thought there was a pig chasing me that's how bad it was it was like real horrible deep stuff and it felt spiteful it was that spiteful snoring where you know well that they're just dreaming about snoring they're loving every second of it and his throat oh Jesus Christ and I was trying to sleep on my side in the fetal position because I was scared. And all I could hear was this snoring, burning behind me. And I, I was just, it was just too much. I kept elbowing him in the stomach and I said, Will you fucking stop snoring, will you? Give it a rest, will you please? It's like fucking five o'clock in the morning. And he just said to me, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I won't do it again. Yeah, sure you won't. 20 minutes later, guess who's at the door? Knock, knock. It's Mr. Snorry Boy. Two days of this, and I the third day when I woke up, I was a different person. I was no good to anyone. I was cranky, pissed off, and in bad form. And I was just mad at this person for all the snoring that they had done. Our relationship was cracked. It was no good to me. It needed to be fixed. And there he was, swanning around the place, not even an apology. Him full asleep and me wrecked. And one day he comes up to me and he says, Listen... I'm sorry about the last couple of nights. I, I wasn't myself. That's not like me to snore like that. Is it not? No. Because I've talked to people. And it turns out that everyone is of the same opinion. You snore too fucking much. And you need to get it fixed. So get it fixed. This is what I was thinking. I didn't say this to his face now. I said, oh, no worries. You're fine. Oh, I didn't. I don't. What are you talking about? It's grand. But I didn't look him in the eye when I was saying that. And he could feel the tension between us. Because he knew, he knew deep down that he shouldn't have been snoring like that. He knew that he took two days out of my life. And I'll never get them back, thanks to that man who snored between, between, sorry, excuse me, between an inch of my ear for 72 hours straight. Well, actually, no, we got up for snacks in between the day. Now, you're probably wondering, why was I sharing a bed with some lad for two and a half days who I was letting snore behind me? What was going on there? Well, we were away on holidays at the time and we were in Czech Republic in Prague and we went over there for three days. That was the plan. Go there for three days. Everyone kept talking about how lovely Prague was. Oh, there's lovely beaches and there's lovely uh, bridges. King Charles Bridge or something like that with loads of statues on it. Didn't give a shite about it. Because I was too tired. Because I went there for three days and I, I only slept one night properly. 
maybe seven hours I got. I need good sleep. I need it every day of the week. I need to get at least eight hours or else get away from me because I'm about to blow. And here I was in Prague just, and we were on the boat there one time. Those, you know those lads that push you around, in the, push you around in the boat? They've got a long stick. We're going around with them lads and uh, they were like, and this here, this bridge is very famous. We're like, ah, I don't want to hear it. Drop me off at the next stop. Pull in there, we get fucking dumplings. I just didn't want to hear it because I just, my time had been devastated by this snoring man. And I haven't forgiven him since this, since it happened. So I just wanted to know, and there's other people, by the way, I don't mind if you snore. It's fine, everyone snores a bit. We've all got a bit of snoring inside us. It's when you wake up in the morning and you pretend to me that you didn't snore. That's the bit I don't like. Just own up to your snoring, will you? Because you know you were doing it. So don't pretend to me in the morning that there's nothing wrong because there is. That's all I'm saying. And again, as I said, everyone snores. You might have a cold. You might drink too much. You might be very tired. And you snore. And we can all accept that. But when it's for 72 hours straight, or when it's any time, and don't pretend to me in the morning that it wasn't you and blame somebody else. I don't like that, Dad. I don't like you blaming ma'am for your snoring. She does She does snore, yes, but not to your capacity. You're a bad, bad snorer. She's a bad snorer. So I think if we're going to fix this situation with snores, we need, to, we need to get them to own up to what they're doing, first and foremost. And I'll put my hands up first. I snore. I snore all the time, every night of the week. Whenever I get the chance to have a nap, I snore. But that's not my fault, you see. See, I had this thing when I was young. It was the way my windpipe was built. There's a little, um, the doctor said, well, he, he didn't really say, I called him up one night. I said, what's, what's, what's the story of me snoring here? I can, how we can get this fixed? He goes to me, just don't you ever call me this house again. Half two in the morning. And that was enough for me to, to make a judgment on myself to say, you know what? I'm reading between the lines here doesn't want to deal with my case because I'm going to become a snorer because at the time I was young and I was snoring a lot you don't really hear you know young people snoring so much it's mostly old people but this this childhood of mine I was a big 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 snorer bad I was losing friends over it people were coming to stay in the house and when they'd hear me snoring they'd be gone in the morning that's how bad I was you know aunties and uncles wouldn't talk to me Family members try to destroy my name. And it just got worse and worse and worse. But I got it checked out. And the doctor, perpetum, he gave me a cream for that. And I rubbed the cream into the tip, tip of my nose. And whatever it did, it did wonders for my nose. Because now I haven't snored a day since 92. And I won't snore a day again. I'm done. My snoring days are done. And uh, I'm... I'm at least, listen, I, I went through it. I know what it's like. I know what it's like to have people look at you. On the street, or a Mr. Price, when you're just going in there to buy a couple of fucking bits and bobs, and they know that you're a snorer. And they know that they can't sleep with you. Because you keep them away from snoring. But I went through it, and I came out the far side of it. And I want snorers to admit, finally, 
put your hands up and say, listen, I do that. I'm going to stop doing that. That's all I've got to say. And besides that, uh, thanks very much for tuning in tonight, folks. Really do appreciate it. Um, a big change, actually, in uh, the way towns are nowadays, I noticed. I was in Kesselbar there today in uh, County Mayo, the capital of County Mayo. And, jeez, there was a fair old few cars knocking around. So there was. The, the two roundabouts were busy. And there was people queuing up at Mr. Price. And Aldi was busy. The car park was full. And there was people all over and people were out shopping and... Jeez, I tell you one thing, it resembled, it resembled 2016. If anyone can remember them, they were shopping days, they were. Where everyone was out shopping. Everyone, you know, you'd pick up the phone, you'd call someone's house, they wouldn't answer because they'd be out shopping. And they were great times, and I think we're going to go back to those times, I hope we are. And, uh, you know, we need to get out there now, see each other a bit more, be nice. But at the same time, I'm a bit wary as well because, you know, you get kind of used to being in the house. For better or for worse, you get used to being in the house. And you get used to, you know, putting on the mask when you go out. Or uh, saying to yourself, Ara, sure it's COVID, I'll stay in the house. But nowadays, everything's going to open up again. And you'll be thinking to yourself, geez, maybe I should go out for a small bit. Maybe it's just going to town. So people are going to stop, start doing, like, get their hair done, get the nails done. They're going to go to the to the restaurants and the gastro bars and all that stuff. That's going to be a big thing now eating out lads where are you going tonight oh I'm just going to town for a BLT and then be home then by 6 that's going to be the new thing I think I'm not sure actually but um, Casabara was busy today though it was nice to see it nice to see people around the weather was good as well so there was plenty of people just walking around the park and everyone looked happy and I'm delighted to see it absolutely delighted to see it Hello and you're very welcome to this week's episode of the Ron Colgan Podcast. Thanks very much for joining me. Really do appreciate it. Hope you keep them well. Before we get down to the podcast, just want to say thank you so much to everybody for supporting me on Patreon. Really do appreciate that. Thank you so much. Um, truly, really, madly, deeply appreciate it. And to Golden Big Jamons for the support. Your lovely, delicious jamons continue to rock my world. Deli fresh taste from your own freezer. Very tasty. Um, finally things are beginning to open up and it seems like there's a big shift in how people are feeling places are getting busy the bottle banks are full second hand shops I've seen about 25 bags just thrown outside a second hand shop there the other day so there's going to be a lot of stuff changing hands as soon as these uh, full restrictions are opened up non-essential is open at the moment as far as I'm aware but there was plenty of places that were open that were non-essential and it seems like hopefully I don't want to tempt fate now but it seems like things are going back to the way they were 2018 sort of job 2017 and it seems like a long time ago now I know at the very beginning and I won't talk about it too long because I know people are sick of listening about it but uh, at the beginning I thought this will be two weeks and I was out in Belmullet and what a place to be stuck though for the Covid lovely lovely part of the world Lovely beaches. If you ever get a chance, well, then again, you know, you, you might might be out of your way too. But Belmont itself is a lovely town, and it's got lovely people. Big shout out to everybody out there. And um, I wanted to talk about my first love in this week's podcast. It only came to me during the week, and I thought maybe I'll share the story, and maybe you can think about your own first love and what that was like. Did you, what what happened? Where did you get up to? 
Where did you meet each other? How were you feeling? What were you wearing? What were you saying? First love is a funny one because uh, you don't really... You just sort of like you're in it and then you're like, oh no, Jesus Christ, I'm, I have a feelings here now. What's this? I'm meant to be a tough dude. I'm not meant to feel like this. So, um, you know, but then again, maybe it's only the American movies that make up that first love stuff too. Maybe that doesn't even exist. You'd never know. Because all these American movies, when you watch them, you think to yourself, fuck, I need to start going on dates and I need to start wearing better clothes and using better perfume and sprays and everything. It's all a load of bollocks. But this particular now, this particular lady, first love, met her in Galway, won't be given any names, by the way, but we met in a deli. Well, she was in the deli part and I was up the front of the shop. And um, what we used to do was I had a little, I had a little Walkman that I'd bring to work. I did speakers for it too. And I kept playing, I think it was Bob Marley music on repeat. I Bob Marley's greatest hits. And then it was like Bob Marley's best songs. And that played on repeat. And we had, because we had no music in the whole shop. There was no music. So the, the manager, the boss said, listen, if you have music, you can bring it in. You can play it there behind the counter. Don't play it too loud. You don't want to scare the customers, but just, you know, you can play it there. So anyways, I was playing these two CDs all the time. And then this lady who worked in the deli, who I'd see, you know, because we were the same shop. Like, so sometimes she'd come up to me. Sometimes I'd go down to her. But like, uh, you know, we wouldn't really go into each other's zones too much. I was kind of up the front around the chocolate section. Sweets, you know, I was serving customers coming in the front door. She was serving the people who wanted a bit of deli food. And anyways... Um, there was times where the shop would be quiet, you know, and there'd be no one around and we'd uh, have a few hours to kill because sometimes I worked the, the morning shift and so did she. And the morning shift was 12 at night time until 8 o'clock in the morning. Now, there was a definitely, there was a busy period there in between where you might get people coming out of nightclubs around 2 or 3 o'clock and they'd be absolutely steamed off it. And <clears throat> they'd be like just steamboats in the shop talking absolute shite like yeah, give us a fucking chicken roll then they come up and they'd be picking chocolate and falling into the fucking crisps aisle and everything they'd be just messy it'd be messy times and you'd be happy when everyone was gone so that you could go back to cleaning up the chocolates and tidying up the shelves and everything like that but in between those little times there in the in, in the sort of early morning myself and this lady um, you know we started kind of talking to each other more and hanging out a bit more and then I went over to visit a friend of mine in uh, Stockholm Eddie Durkin big shout out to Eddie Durkin and I went over and I was to Sweden to see Eddie Durkin and uh, we're hanging out anyways and then the lady that I was seeing well not sorry the lady that I was kind of beginning to have feelings for in the shop there she gave me a jacket to bring to Sweden because I was such an idiot that when I was going to Stockholm in Sweden I thought a regular jumper would be fine in winter when it's snowing over there didn't even check the weather before I went over thankfully this lady thought about me she gave me a jacket, so by the time I got over there, I put the jacket on straight away and I noticed a tiny little heart on the jacket. And I was over in this holidays with all lads and it was boisterous. And I was thinking about this heart, thinking, oh Jesus, maybe this lady likes me. Now this lady was from China. I don't know if I said that. So she was she was just moved to Ireland and I had just moved to Galway. So I, had, I hadn't barely met anyone else outside of Mayo. Never mind Galway. I didn't know what was going on. And uh, anyways, between the jigs and the reels, we started 
to uh, spend more time together hanging out and there was plenty of different scenarios where we'd just be like going for walks and that and chatting about life and she'd be telling me about life in China and I'd be telling her about t- uh, life in Mayo and I noticed there was a lot of similar sort of stuff going on like her father he loved to be out in the field with the shovel fucking God knows doing what and uh, my father would be the same crack as well so we had a lot of stuff in common you know and uh, the mother now she didn't take to me too much she wasn't really into me to be honest we used to do Skype calls to her once every Sunday um, this is when we started sort of seeing each other a bit more but um, the mother she used to like scowl at me when she saw me for some reason she just would not take to me I don't know what it was but she had no time for me at all but anyways I kind of accepted that you know and I was you know, I was more excited than anything anyways, but I knew deep down and so did uh, this lady that things were not going to go the full hog. But there was something else happening there, you know, um, and uh, it was it was great times like, you know, it was, it was good fun like and nothing happened. That's the thing that people can't understand that nothing happened because it was a different kind of relationship. It wasn't one of those relationships where, you know, you meet someone and you're like, you both look at each other like, you're animals and you're just, you're gagging for it. The two of you are just gagging for it. You know those kind of relationships. The two of you just fancy the arse off each other. And we did. Don't get me wrong, we did. We did. But at the same time, it was more like sort of a, a mature relationship. And we used to go around Galway holding hands and pointing at stuff and walking down Shop Street and we'd be walking, um, where else do we go for walks? We'd go to... We go out to the swamp there in Galway holding hands it out to Salt Hill, kick the wall, turn around, come back. We went out to the G Hotel one time just for a little walk around. And uh, it was a lovely time together. I had a really, really nice time together. And the reason why I'm saying this is because I was in Galway earlier on during the week, as I mentioned before. And uh, I just thought that it was a good reminder to talk about the first love because you never really think about that. You know, when I was in school and you'd meet someone, it'd be just be kissing. And that'd be it then. And... You know, you wouldn't be in love because you wouldn't know them well enough. But this lady and myself, we spent many an evening and a morning and an afternoon together, either at the job or at home. And she started showing me these different TV shows in China. I hadn't a clue what was going on. But it was great. It was brilliant crack. And the mother said to me one time, she goes, are you going to learn Mandarin? And I said, just in that moment, I just said, I'm probably not going to bother. Because I just can't. I was, at the time I thought I was old, you see. I thought I was like getting on. And I thought, I don't have any time to be learning Mandarin. And I don't even know how to speak Irish. So I was like, fuck, I can't learn Mandarin. I mean, I don't know where to start. This was like pre-internet, by the way. Well, actually, it was, around the, it was around the time where nobody had laptops, nobody had phones. But people used to be going to internet cafes all the time. But nobody, there was no internet at the time, really. It was a small bit. People had a small touch of the internet, but nothing too much. So I had no way to learn Mandarin unless, of course, I went into the library and I had to get them to order Mandarin books. And I thought, fuck, I'm never going to be able to communicate with the mother. And her English wasn't great either. The way she communicated was through the lady, her daughter, my my partner. But anyways, that's unfortunately that finished up and that's the way life goes sometimes, you know. Um, But I was kind of also in the mindset there during the week of thinking about traveling, you know. And um, one of the places that I'd love to go to, that I'd love to go to so much, this place is always on my mind. And I think it's the same for a lot of people, but something about New York City, the city that never sleeps. 
so such a dreamy place I was going to say so dreamy but such a dreamy place to go to so much going on there there was one time before I was over there to visit my cousin and he's Irish American fella he's the loveliest fella in the world and he knows more about Ireland than I do but he brought me over there anyways and he goes hey dude you want to get on the universe and I was like what's that and he goes it's a bus that drives you around New York and as you're going around New York City it's it starts showing you different parts of the city and then you look out the window the bus is actually you're facing sideways out the window of the bus and when you look out the window there's people dancing there's like you might get a, a break dancer you might get a ballerina there's a person pretending to be sweeping the street and he looks up at the bus. He goes, hey, what are you looking at, guys? And then we're all like looking down at him and then he starts dancing with the brush. It's just, it's just absolutely, it blow the fucking socks off you, so it would. It blow the fucking socks off you, so it would. There's a different energy over there in America. I don't know what it is. I think it's just that they're all hustling 24-7, 365, whether it be good or bad, but they create some... Energy levels over there. Jesus Christ. I couldn't get over it. Then anytime I went over to visit my cousin, I'd have to be in bed by eight. I'd be wrecked. And he'd be up till two o'clock and he'd talk and he'd talk. And he's this American energy about him. And, um, you know, it's crazy to think that nowadays you can get on an airplane from Knock, County Mayo, and you can fly over to New York. You could be there about four hours. Five hours, if I'd say five hours actually is probably plenty. If you get there in four hours, even I'd be fucking freaking out. I'd be like, what the, how did you get here this quick? So, um, it's crazy to think that people used to go over in the boats. They go all that way over to America on the boats, maybe from Belmullet or somewhere like that. And uh, they'd take that journey. Could be going for months as well. Mightn't even make it either. Crazy to think how things are. But I think um, the whole thing about travelling, uh, we'll appreciate it more now anyways. And it's nice that the domestic stuff is opening up so we can do a bit of travelling around the place. As I said before, I think, I don't know if it was this podcast or the last one, but I was in Galway there during the weekend. It's a great place to go to. You know, I often just think of Galway City and Shop Street and Munro's and places like that. But I'll tell you one thing, the countryside of Galway is something else and it's beautiful. And if you get a chance, do check it out. Correspondence. Thank you for getting in touch. Thanks to everybody for sending in their correspondence. One of them that I'm going to read out today now is uh, it's a statement more than anything. It's from a fella called Jonathan. And he says, I don't mind that you give my name. And he said, Dearest Owen, I have a particular problem in my life and I'm wondering if you can help me. Me and my partner are thinking about joining OnlyFans as a couple. We've heard that it's possible to make ten, tens of thousands of euro a month on there and we would like to do it for maybe 10 years and then retire. We are both currently not working and we thought, why not? Neither of us want to work in a regular job. We want to make money fast. What do you think we should do? Sincerely, Jonathan. Oh, go for it, Jonathan. If I was you and I was... If I was you and I was your partner, I'd go for it. And when I was doing it, Jonathan, I'd go hammer and tongs when I was doing it. I'd really, because if you're in deep, you may as well keep swimming. And uh, what I mean by that is you make your first video. And this is, you don't have to take this advice, but you make your first video. They've seen everything anyways. And by they, I mean the people watching the videos, they've seen it all. 
So you better go hammer and tongs once you cross that line. Do everything. Go for everything. Enjoy yourselves. Make a nice few quid. Try to get as many cash in hand jobs as you can. Saves money on tax. But the main thing is you're you're smiling and you're enjoying yourself while you're doing it. And, um, you know, it's a great way to remind yourself of yourself and your partner's sex life. So you can look back when your grandparents and you can you can say to your grandchildren, there's videos on the Internet of me and your grandmother. And uh, that's the way things were back in those days. There was a thing called OnlyFans. Now, kids, they're not even going to they're going to laugh at OnlyFans and think that's it's so innocent to go on to OnlyFans. But nowadays we're very judgmental. We're like, oh, OnlyFans, should people be doing that? But I think you should go for it. Fair play to you, Jonathan. Go for it, mate. And you can retire. Never mind 10 years. You give that a good go. You could be retired in five years with a big house in Dawkey of Dublin. You could be you could be driving around in a BMW and your partner's got a nice Jeep for themselves and you're retired in your... It doesn't say what age you are, but um, I'm guessing 25, 30. It seems like that's around the age group that most people who like OnlyFans get into it. So I'd say, Jonathan, well, then again, I mean, you could be 60 or 70. It's up to yourself. No, she can have my nose. But if you are, it doesn't matter what age you are, really. If you want to do it, your partner wants to do it, go for it. Enjoy yourselves. It's 10 years. If you want to do 10 years, then maybe you can take your time. Maybe you can enjoy the process. Maybe, you know, maybe you're sitting back a couple of times while you're doing it. And you're, when I say you're doing it, I mean... But the only fans, as far as I'm aware, it's interactive stuff. And you make the videos and the person can comment and say, do you mind, I don't know, lifting up your arse a bit more? Or do you mind spanking yourself? And you're looking into the camera going, I'll spank myself, but you've got to give me an extra few quid. And then the person might say, OK, I had a good week at work. I've got a few quid in the bank. Here's 10 quid. And then you pay them 10 quid. And then before you know it, you're fast asleep in bed. And the likes of Jonathan at that point will have his money. He'll be gone. He'll be in his own bed. Himself and his partner. So I'd say to you, go for it. Enjoy yourself. I know you said 10 years. Why not go for 20 years? Do 20. If I was you, actually, you know what? I'd really take my time. I'd pace myself. Going in there. First couple of videos I do in OnlyFans, I'd really take my time. And I get a feel for the place. And I try to appreciate the moment. And then slowly build up to a crescendo around the 15 year mark. And then just have a really nice, whatever it is they do in OnlyFans. I don't know. I'm not signed up to any. Not yet anyway. But uh, it's a massive stream of income for some people. There's people making 60, 70, 80,000 a month on OnlyFans. Before it wouldn't have worked in Ireland, but now people are more accepting of it. But in the 90s, not 80s, maybe 70s, they would be like, oh no, you can't be doing that. But now people are making money there, so power to them. You have to say, you have to ask yourself, which one is better? Is it better to make money breaking your back? Or is it better to make money taking taking the clothes off? It's hard to know. Anyways, enjoy yourself, Jonathan, and uh, let me know if you want me to, um, if you want me to look at a few videos before you put them out or anything at all like that I would gladly even edit the videos for you if you wanted 
um, free of charge, of course, I would do that for you and your partner. Uh, so if you want to get in touch after this podcast, or even if it, an email, or if anyone ever wants to get in touch with me, just send me an email or get, get on to me on Instagram as well. Either way suits. And um, thank you very much for listening to this week's podcast. Really do appreciate it. And um, I'm off now to have a couple of jambons and get into bed then. And I'll get back to watching The Sopranos. I'm on episode five of The Sopranos. And it's a different time as well, The Sopranos, when you watch it. It's a different, it's a different time. But And it's funny to see, strange to see people on TV without masks. You're like, why aren't you wearing a mask? But I'm, I'm going into now, into bed now. I've, well, I have the oven on and I'll have the jam buns on anyways. And I'll leave them in bed. And I'll go to sleep then with a lot of jam bun crumbs all over me chest. Good night, folks. And I'll chat to you.